0: Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Warning, do not text and listen to this show at the same time, you might actually miss something. Well, maybe. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, and always entertaining, always entertaining weekly pipe-smoking broadcast. I am your host, Brian Levine, wishing a great big welcome to Senoras y Señoritas de la Pipa from all around the world. Yes, I'm back from the Dominican Republic, back in the saddle again for, uh, for a quick uh, quick night here. Anyway, I'll tell you more about that in just a minute. But tonight in Pipe Parts, hey, I'm going to touch on uh, a little bit of tobacco history. Uh, Found a little information while I was gone. We'll hit on that. That'll be Pipe Parts. Uh, My guest tonight is all pre-recorded, Ian Walker of Northern Briars, uh, pipe maker from Northern England. Sat down with him a couple of weeks ago and recorded this one and uh mailbag music jdrf auction updates uh what else have we got going on no oh, a whole bunch more but anyway i'm back from the dominican republic had a uh, had a really good time primarily a uh, cigar trade association meeting so we'll talk about that in the mailbag uh in the meantime uh tomorrow morning well technically very late tonight Yeah, about uh, six hours after we uh, shut off this show, yeah, I'm getting up out of bed and uh, heading off to the high school. I am heading to Walt Disney World with uh, my daughter's marching band. So me, uh, five adults, four teachers who are... Pretty much like the kids' ages. Uh, But uh, four teachers and about 100 band kids are all going to Walt Disney World. We have to be at school tomorrow morning at 4.15 a.m. to start loading the buses and heading down there. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. Um, You know, anytime I can get to Disney World, hey, it's a good time for me. So I am definitely looking forward to that. Hey, let's go ahead and update the uh, JDRF auctions that are currently on the block right now. On eBay, donated by the one and only Kevin Godby is a uh, Kirsten, a black matte metal Kirsten with a block Meerschaum bowl. If I recall right, the, uh, the Meerschaum Kirstens are super rare. They did a real limited production of those. Also, a uh, Nording Giant a rare stamped giant freehand nording is up and a sheraton knights bridge all donated by kevin godby as well as a couple of tins of mcbarron tobacco uh signed by Per jensen those are on uh, steve fallon's pipestud.com website so check those out remember 100 percent of the proceeds go directly to the uh, jdrf and uh, find a cure for type 1 diabetes We'll have more information on uh, on that in the mailbag coming up later on. So stick with us. All right, everybody, let's get the show going. So sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company, and here we go. This is Internet
1: Radio.
2: If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for a variety, and if you're looking for someone with a reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for cupofjoes.com. Cupajoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. Cupajoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly pipes. Check out their remodeled website at cuppajoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook, Cupajoes.com:
3: Quality products at extraordinary prices. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy. Just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan, 1876. Achilles Savinelli set out to change the way the world viewed smoking pipes, opening one of the world's first specialist tobacco shops. From one small storefront to a factory that delivered handmade pipes all over the world, the legacy he forged became one filled with success and prestige. Achilles' dream is carried on today by his family, who continues the Savinelli legacy. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs, comprised of quality-crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today.
0: Okay, who follows me on Facebook? Uh, if you follow me on Facebook, you will have seen that last Monday I spent the afternoon, uh, spent lunch, and then the afternoon with Bill Paley, who has recreated a uh, family cigar brand called La Polina. Um, La Polina goes back to the turn of the century, the turn of the previous century, and it was a, a premium mid range quality kind of a cigar. And what got me me started thinking about this was a lot of companies or a lot of industries have started in tobacco and have left tobacco. Well, Bill Paley's family owned the La Polina brand, and Bill Paley was telling us the story of how his grandfather, the cigar maker and cigar manufacturer, left for a two-week trip, and his father, William S. Paley... Decided that he was going to try something while Dad was away. And what he tried was this little thing for $50. He tried sponsoring a radio, sponsoring a program on the radio. Sound familiar? Well, this was in the 1920s. And uh, William S. Paley sponsored some ads on a local Philadelphia radio station. And it turned out to be a minor success his grand his father came back and was so upset that he wasted the money on this, but he turned out, turns out that he that they saw some of the early benefits, so they decided to try a little bit more. Now, fast forward about a year later, they were so successful with the advertising of the La Polina cigar brand that the Paley family decided that they would buy several radio stations and create a network of stations within the areas to sell advertising on using the success of their own cigar brand as a as a model for what other companies could do. Uh, what company was this that they ended up forming that was this uh, broadcasting uh, network? It ended up being the Columbia Broadcasting System or uh, better known as CBS. So yes, yeah, CBS started from a cigar manufacturing company came out of the tobacco business. Uh the other company that is very large in the United States that started in the tobacco business is a, a little a power company here in the southeast called Duke Energy. And what happened was in uh in the mid late 1800s right after uh technically right after the Civil War uh, the Duke family started selling and making, making and selling cigarettes to the uh, to the soldiers in the war. In about uh, 1890, is technically when uh, J.B. Duke, James Buchanan Duke, really mechanized the entire cigarette industry. Uh, the company that they owned was a little-known company called American Tobacco Company. By the 1900s, the early 1900s, it became the giant in, uh, in, the, cigar, or in the cigarette world and was uh, broken up under the Sherman Antitrust Act that was really targeted towards uh, monopolies like the American Tobacco Company uh, and Standard Oil Company was the other big one. American Tobacco ended up splitting up into uh, R.J. Reynolds, uh, liggett Myers, Lorillard, and uh, kept a small portion for the American Tobacco Company. The, uh, the offshoot in the startup of the historical business was that the Duke family, in order to power their new manufacturing facilities for cigarettes, decided that they were going to build these little hydroelectric plants on the river right near the town and going right through the middle, middle of uh, Winston-Salem and Durham. And they generated enough electricity off of their own hydroelectric plants that they decided they would um, sell off some of their own energy and supply other companies with electricity that was the beginning of the duke power company which is the second or third largest uh utility in the united states uh real quickly the other thing that started technically not a company but a uh, a tradition here in the united states and then uh, across other parts of the world uh sports cards trading cards trading cards were originally used as as a way to Advertise or promote a product, or kind of give a extra gift with purchase by one cigarette company in particular, and they also found that it helped them. Uh, so it helped the the cigarettes hold better in the cigarette pack. Uh, the The company that started it was the Allen and Ginter Tobacco Company, which ended up becoming part of American Tobacco. But the first baseball card or baseball player on a card was in 1888. It came in a pack of cigarettes. Going forward, there were uh, tobacco cards, as they were called back then, in pouches of pipe tobacco, pouches of roll-your-own, sometimes boxes of, of cigars would have tobacco or collector cards. But that was the birth of the original trading card collecting hobby and it all came out of tobacco so there's a little tobacco history for you all right in just a minute uh we'll have the uh interview that i did with uh ian walker of northern briars so stay with us
2: craftsmanship history tradition These are the hallmarks of all quality products. From the finest wines bottled in France to the most highly engineered automobiles manufactured in Germany. In keeping with their long history of providing the world with the best tobacco on earth, Mac is proud to announce their newest creation, Modern Virginia, as a loose cut version and a flake version. Bright and dark, rich Virginia tobaccos have been combined with just a hint of burley for strength in this soft and smooth smoke with delicious fruit undertones. As the world leader in flake tobacco production, Mac Baron is sure that this blend will appeal to the true connoisseurs of traditional Virginia flake tobacco, as well as those who like their tobaccos on the sweeter side enjoy the culmination of centuries of experience by picking up a tin of modern virginia from mac barron tobacco company available at fine tobacconists everywhere
1: this is phil morgan general manager of missouri Meersham corncob pipes in washington missouri
0: Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show, and joining me on the telephone from uh, jolly old England is uh, the pipe maker behind Northern Briars, Ian Walker. Ian's family's been in the business for years and years, and we'll get into all that, but Ian, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show.
4: Hello, good afternoon.
0: Now, where where exactly in Northern England are you?
4: We are in uh, Middlewich, which is uh, a town. If you take a V from Manchester and Liverpool, uh, the bottom of the V would be uh, Middlewich, about 26 miles from each city, just north of Crewe where they make the Bentley motor cars.
0: Ooh, and and do you happen to own a Bentley or two? No, not still
4: working at it.
0: Oh, Okay. (laughs) Now, tell us, your your family history goes way back into pipe making. When did when did your family get started with pipes?
4: My grandfather started uh, at Duncan Briars in 1922. Um, as of, and uh, by 1926, he became the uh, foreman for the workshop, uh, designing many of the shapes that Duncan's had and uh, doing uh, a lot of the silver work there.
0: What were uh, besides the Duncan pipe, did they make other brands of pipes there?
4: Not that I know of, no. And w
0: and was that up near up near you in the north?
4: That was in Manchester. Yes.
0: So so it was a uh, another another factory of pipe making in England that we hardly hear much of anymore.
4: Well they finished it uh, nineteen ninety nine.
0: And when did you get when did you get started working on pipes and making pipes?
4: Well, in nineteen fifty eight my grandfather and my father started Northern Briars as a mainly as a pipe repair service. And uh, I were I, I left school in nineteen seventy two to work with my father and my grandfather. Of which um, my grandfather finished in seventy eight, retired, and I worked with my father till nineteen eighty three when he bought a tobacconist shop. And I've been working on my own with Northern Briars since nineteen eighty three to the present day.
0: Now, when you when you went to school did you go to did did you go to school for pipe making or did you get a formal education in something real?
4: No, no, I I, I just left left school and went into the family business. I learned from the literally the shop floor by sweeping up to, to, to uh, brewing up and, uh, and, and polishing the odd pipe by the end of the day.
1: So
0: you, so you really were you were born with a briar pipe in your mouth.
4: Really, <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the blood. I think three <laughs> generations.
0: Now, when you were when you were training, you said you started off. Sweeping the floor. Did your did your father and grandfather really did they teach you one step at a time and and allow you to do more and more as you got better and better?
4: Well, with pipe making, you learn backwards. So the the, the trick is a polishing at the end, and you learn backwards to to the actual bolt turning over say five years.
0: So that was a, that was a real classic apprenticeship where you, you learned one process and then you learned another one and then you learned another one to the point where you can make a pipe from start to finish.
4: Yes, but rever- it reverse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and not to seem a little rude, but I am American, so it'll automatically sound rude to you. Um uh, wasn't uh, in the pipe factories in the 50s and 60s, wasn't it mainly women that did the final staining and finish of the pipes?
4: That's correct. That's correct. Um, I, I went to see Duncan's. There was quite a lot of girls doing the finishing and many uh, polishing, polishing layers. But uh, when, when you work in the family business, you start from the back to the front and polishing is where you start.
0: And there was no sister in the family to learn the uh, the polishing, so you got to learn everything. That's it. Yeah. Uh, how many different steps are there in just the in the sanding and finishing of a final pipe? How long is that uh, process?
4: One, two, three, four, four something. discs the different grits. Uh, Put which is a powder, on a felt wheel. It's five. Six,
0: seven, eight, nine. Nine. Only nine steps to get a smooth pipe done. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. And, and if you count the rustication, <laughs> rusticated it. <laughs> and there's, there's different polishes and waxes that go on at different stages.
0: And as you're as you're sanding and getting that final polish on, is that is that sometimes where a where a problem will pop up and then you have to rusticate or sandblast the pipe?
4: That's that's common with most We've got in all pipe makers I'd say. I don't I don't fill pipes they can be rusticated.
0: And so so you could be working on a pipe for hours and hours and then finally get to the point where you've got the final sanding ready and oops, out pops a little hole. Well, you
4: tend to see them in the turn before you actually grade them before polishing. It's two two ways my workshop on the, on the canal boat and uh, one's the turning lathe which turns the bowls and the mouthpiece is on and the next lathe is the, the sanding and the polishing everything's interchangeable on the on the lathe so you, you do see these things when you know when you're working on the wood the only downside to that is is that you, you may work on a piece briar very rarely work on a piece of briar and when you stain it there's a crack appears which you can't see until the run in; it's left a positive line that then goes into the uh, fire well, well fire pile wood pile for the winter <laughs> it's yeah. very
0: rare so now you mentioned it that, that your workshop is actually not on solid land it's on it's on a canal boat and that's where you you live on the boat as well
4: Correct. Yes, uh, seventy foot long canal you know, boat, which at this moment in time, as you get me, is sat on railway sleepers, uh, blocks of wood, because it's been blacked. Uh, maintenance, outside maintenance last week, made to go back in the water on Wednesday. So yes, so we're, we're not rocking at the moment. <laughs>
0: So, so I'm picturing you on a uh, on a sanding wheel, and then a, uh, a little swell of water comes along, and the boat moves.
4: It all moves in the same momentum. <laughs> everything, everything goes together. <laughs> uh,
0: why did Why did you move to a? I, I assume you moved to the boat voluntarily. Yes, we did. We
4: had uh, what you call a weekend boat. Forty-three foot in length, and uh, we liked it so much, we thought we didn't want to go home in the we after the weekend. So we bought a seventy-foot boat purpose was built with the workshop on the front.
0: And you've got a, a, a bedroom and kitchen and a and other, you know. Yeah. It's a fully and functional home as well as a workshop. That's correct. Uh, do you have any guest rooms on the, uh, on the boat? Unfortunately, no, but we have uh, a, 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 bed settee, which, uh, opens out into a bed. So, are, so if I,
4: that, uh,
0: pass. if I were to come and stay there, uh, I could hide out on the boat with you. Of course you could, yes. <laughs> uh, do you ever move the, uh, do you move the boat and change towns when you feel like leaving?
4: Once a year, once or twice a year, we'll, we'll cruise up the canal for a bit of a break at weekend. Uh, but so much work on at the moment, it's uh, it's beyond us. So time is everything. Is,
0: was it a uh, was it a bit of a problem to get enough electricity out to the boat in order to power all the all the equipment?
4: Uh, the boat's self sufficient. to have a six kilowatt uh, diesel.
0: Power generator built in the boat. So you just get a you get a delivery of diesel and crank it up and go yep. and so, that's it. So your wife could be sailing the boat down the canal while you're in the uh, in the workshop working that away. Work. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> so turning ourselves back to uh, the Northern Briars brand and and your pipes. Is it fair to say that you're more of a uh, more traditional, uh, classic shapes than uh, than the exotic freehands?
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, my good friend and yours, Bill, Bill Taylor, Bill Taylor. He, uh, he said you're an English pipe maker. Make English pipes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, why not? Uh, when
0: you um, when you started making pipes, was there a shape? that was particularly difficult for you to to master? Um,
4: it's one or two shapes that if I get an order for sort of 24 dozen uh, 24 pieces two dozen pipes uh, there's sort of like unpawn and banker shapes um, those tend to get left till last <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, see, that, that's so um, yes, they were a little bit more difficult to make than billiards and Zulus and Rhodesians. Odetians used to be but it uh, seems, seems to grow on me now uh, So you've
0: so you figured out some shapes and then there's still some that give you problems
4: Not problems, it's just that uh, I don't rush to make them first <laughs> <laughs> if, if I'm making a match
0: uh, now you're you're sourcing all your brier from uh, from the standard Italian sources and all your stem work. Are, are you using uh, ebonite or uh, some acrylic?
4: I I have uh, all my mouthpieces are hand cut and I have uh, the ebonite and the acrylic in rods to make the mouthpieces. Uh, Cumberland uh, this new green black Cumberland which is still the market a few years now is also getting very popular Um, the Briar, yes I do source it off uh, Romeo Briars in uh, Italy
0: now you know our friend Bill Taylor would not be happy with you referring to that as Cumberland it would be Brindle
4: well (laughs) right (laughs) Cumberland stroke Brindle
0: but I, I think he, he lost that battle with the public, so. Do your, your pipes tend to be uh, in, the, in the Group 4 and Group 5 size or a little, a little larger than what we used to see out of some of the British factories? Uh, was that by design or by request from the
5: customers?
4: Probably by design, I do do group 1s and group 2s, but I tend to do those to order, very small pipes, group 1, group 2. I also do up to ELXs and magnums um, in any shape and finish, except with the magnums, you tend to find that getting a very large, straight grey block that's clean is very, very rare.
0: And, And very expensive.
4: Well, you buy the block and the grape's right, and, the, and there's no pits in it, then you're very lucky. It's like a needle in a
0: haystack. <laughs> We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk more pipes, and uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll see what else uh, Ian does when he's not uh, working on pipes on the boat. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute.
5: This is Internet Radio. The Chicagoland International Pipe and Tobacchiana Show will be held this year on Saturday and Sunday, May 2nd and 3rd. This year will be a special year celebrating the 20th Annual Chicago Pipe Show. The Chicago Show, with over 300 tables of pipes, tobacco, and tobacchiana, is the world's largest pipe show open to the public. On Friday, May 1st, the show has a full day of activities, including seminars on pipes and pipe smoking. This year's speakers include Kevin Godby of PipesMagazine.com, Ben Rapoport, speaking on and displaying pipes made during the Civil War, Rob Cooper, better known as Cooper Sark, will make a presentation for young pipe smokers, and Cornelius Kranz will speak on Dutch Clay Pipes. The show has its own 6,000 square foot smoking tent, and on Sunday at the show, the National Slow Smoking Contest will be held in the tent. Make your reservations for the show at Pheasant Run Resort in St. Charles, Illinois. Call 800-999-3319 for reservations. More information about the many activities at the show at chicagopipeshow.com. Come to the show and meet pipe smokers and pipe makers from all over the world. Meet Josh.
6: Everyone at smokingpipes.com holds customers as a high priority, but nobody interacts with them more personally than Josh. He's our professor of pipes, if you will. As a previous professor of history, educating the customer comes easily to him. He loves explaining the history of a particular pipe to a customer or coaching his customer service team. I love
1: to help customers find that perfect piece for their collection. It's my job to make sure there's a smile on the other end of the line, and I'm more than happy to be the one to put it there. And although
6: Josh's job can sometimes be quite demanding, he doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why? Because I don't just sell pipes. I smoke them. Call us at 1-888-366-0345. That's 1-888-366-0345. Or check us out online at SmokingPipes.com. We are quality. We are experts.
0: We are SmokingPipes.com. We are back on the Pipes magazine radio show on I guess I could call this a special land and sea uh, segment because well, no, you're not in the water right now, you're up on the you're up on dry land, so we can't we can't do that. but uh, Ian, do you sell pipes all across the world? Do you find? Uh, sizes that are more appropriate for one country versus the other, shapes that certain countries like better than the other?
4: Yes. Um, The Far East tend to like the more traditional English shapes. Um, Germany, Germany, um, slightly larger like the American pipes, they tend to go for larger pipes. Italy, roundabout about Group 3, but traditional shapes. Um, uh, with America, it's, yeah, Group 4, Group 5. But as I say, we could always make them, we could always make them smaller.
0: Do you find that, we talked about the colored, uh, the colored Cumberland stems, do you find that those are more, uh, uh, more desirable in uh, some countries versus the other?
4: No, mm. not really, it's, uh, ooh, no, no, it's just someone may ask for a Cumberland stem, maybe I put a Cumberland stem, if I do it's not like for say the Chicago show, I will put Cumberland stems on if it, if I think, well that, that would like, look better with a Cumberland stem on, but um, it's not, it's, it's more, still more black than Cumberland at the moment, it's not 50-50,
0: and about how long does the average pipe take for you to, to make it from start to finish?
4: From start to finish doing a one off. It can vary on the shape, but a basic billiard group four about three hours. Three 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 and a half hours.
0: And do you prefer to work one pipe at a time or do you have several in the in the processes as you're going through? No, I don't. It's um, what
4: tip the bowls. When I get fed up with that, so I'll grind the the I'll grind the the base off to make marry up the where the block was off the bottom. Uh, when I get fed up with that, so I might turn some stems on. I might go back to turning bowls. It's wrong with the doing. Um, it's the case of when you get a little bit fed up of doing sort of an hour or two on turning and step making and you want something a change you go, go back and start again um, the worst case is finishing them all off at the end when, they, when they're all not finishing and you've got to keep finishing to get, to get the order finished
0: <laughs> so I guess it, it does make it, it makes it more exciting for you to not have to do one process all day long and then you don't get bored with it and you. Nah.
4: That's
0: it entirely, yes. Uh, Do you ever get yelled at if you get too much briar dust around the boat?
4: No, no, no. I have an extractor fan. (coughs) It goes straight
0: (laughs) outside. Wait, that's not briar dust going into the canal, is it? (laughs) It depends which way we bore around. (laughs) About how how many pipes are you making each year now?
4: Um... Last year I made about five hundred pieces, which was slightly down on the year before at five fifty.
0: And that's just you and your uh, and your lovely boss. I mean, um, your your lovely wife, uh, working on them all by yourself.
4: i worked working the all by myself. The only thing Katrina does is the office work. <laughs> Keeps yeah. all the paperwork in trip. <laughs>
0: Well, and she's got a full-time job just keeping you in order. That's correct. <laughs> all right, so I have to ask, of all the, of all the Englishmen, uh, is uh, football your sport? Uh,
4: yes, yes. I, uh, at weekends, I'm working. I work weekends. And I listen to the football on the radio, and uh, it passes the time.
0: Uh, do you have a favorite club?
4: Yeah, you know, just a, just like the commentary of football. I don't don't do rugby. <laughs> I like cricket as well in the summer. That's nice.
0: Uh, how do uh, I've seen a couple of cricket matches? I would imagine cricket on radio is not very exciting to listen to.
4: <laughs> Again, it goes on for five days and passes of time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh and then is is it uh do you prefer a cup of tea or coffee?
4: Oh, both. I think coffee in the morning and tea t- tea in the afternoon. Mm. Typical English.
0: Uh tea with milk or without?
4: With both with and one sugar.
0: Well, you are you are a properly raised Englishman, aren't you?
4: <laughs> I like to do my best. <laughs>
0: Uh now in addition to pipe making you do a little bit of pipe repair work as well.
4: Yes, I do, yes. Uh it's the pipe repairs have dropped off over the years and uh it's good in a way because as I said the pipe making has taken has, has, has risen, so uh taken off if you like. So uh it's what's compensating the other, but uh, it is nice now and again to just say, Oh, we're gonna have a day of pipe repairs today.
0: Uh I would imagine also uh, you know by making five hundred plus pipes a year, there's not much time left for pipe repair either. That's exactly it, yeah, uh since nobody's listening, what is the worst damaged pipe you've seen that's been brought into you for repair
7: oh
4: what what a few weeks ago it's actually early this year
7: uh
4: a carved head, and all it was was a carved head in a case. And missing was a shag which must have been about two inches long, and a mouthpiece four inches long. So I had to briar splice this shag to the beersham, then make this two inch long silver band to cover it, so it, so it wasn't like beersham and briar, it was like beersham and silver, and then fit this ambery mouthpiece all to fit the case. It was quite a job. It looked good when it, it looked good when it was finished. Compared to when it came in, I should have—I should have taken the photograph prior, uh, <laughs> pre and post repair. And
0: that—that that was a—that was a briar carved head.
4: No, a beech carved Mearsham. head. Okay, yeah, but yeah. with a briar briar section, and then a silver band covered in briar section. Do you all, have... all made with the bed to fit the case?
0: And Do you do your own silver work?
4: I do. Yes. Uh, I when I passed my driving test um, a couple of days later, I drove to my grandfather's, and he taught me how to make silver bands one evening.
0: And do you have your own uh, your own assayers mark?
4: I have N um, B silver on my the silver bands I make.
0: So you, in that in England, that's uh, that's that's quite a bit of a deal to uh, be able to make your own silver.
4: Yep.
0: And so you've got your own registered stamp, and uh, and you buy raw silver, and you can make the and you turn your own bands directly from blocks. That's in. correct. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's not cheap either.
4: It's not that expensive. It's not. So the work involved with the costings, it's not that it's not that expensive. Just buy the silver, buy the silvers. Uh, the amount you have to buy.
0: Now your your pipes start off with a rustication, and you call that the rocks cut. Yes,
4: that's correct.
0: And they're just it's I, it's the same quality brier, it's the same quality stem work. It's just the the, shape did, the it, piece of wood didn't work out for a smooth exactly exactly that and you do them in all different colours or different uh, different shapes it just depends on what happened to the pipe
4: that's correct yep yeah. the with the rocks cut regals are the, a, a dark finish and the rocks cut premiers they're a the light finish and uh, same with the briars just the four four band groups
0: does the, does the briar has to be a better piece of wood for the lighter colour stain? You, yes. Yeah, there's, where
4: there's a, you tend to find that the light coloured uh, rustic pipes are made in a rocks cut premier finish because there's no grain in it. <laughs> the, the wood is perfect but the, the grain just doesn't doesn't come out so they get put on one side and mysticated.
0: Uh, have you ever sandblasted any pipes?
4: I've had a go where we moor the boats they have a sandblast machine and he said you could, the gentleman who has the, the boat yard you have a sandblast machine and he said you could use it one day so I went up to, the, up to their workshop and uh, stood there for three hours and Sandblasted two pipes. I thought this, this doesn't work. So, I oh, yes, I have, but I don't have a sandblast machine on my boat because uh, there's not the room.
0: Yeah. you eventually ran out of space. Maybe you could get a uh, maybe you could get a little boat to tug behind you that you could put a sandblast that, machine on.
4: Well, that's that's if people do that. It's, uh, it's called a butty, but without an engine, you tow it with the main <laughs> motorboat. But uh, it's bad enough moving one boat. Never mind two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I have friends that often called a a boat is uh, is Latin for a hole in the water where you keep throwing money.
4: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're getting the bill for the blacking of the boat on Wednesday. <laughs> but it's it's only maintenance, same as
0: the house. Now the uh, so in the smooth the same thing the the regal and the premier are just different colors and then of course the I would assume the premier is a uh, costs a little more than the regal.
4: That's correct. The, the, the premier pipes <clears throat> come from straight grain plateau blocks, whereas the regals I get cross grain blocks, and, and, you, and the, the, so you've got like a bird's eye on one, on two of the sides. Depends how it, how it falls in the, the turn. So I purposely buy cross grade to do the briar regal pipes.
0: And I don't like mentioning this stuff too much, but I have to point out that you have become quite well-known for your uh, sea urchin shape, as well as some of your other special designs. Uh, but the sea urchin in particular is got to be a bunch of work just to make it. Uh, there's a couple of great pictures on Ian's website, which is northernbriers.co.uk. You can see a whole bunch of pipes there, but talk us through the process of making a sea urchin.
4: A sea urchin. As you see it, it's all, all one piece. There's those little round um, spikes that Go up and down the bowl. They they are actually the top of those is the outside. So you so you make a bigger bowl, than the finished product, and you cut. I have a, like with a pastry cutter with a drill in the centre of it, all the way down. Um, eight side eight eight lines down round the bowl, and then chisel out the excess between them so that when it's finished actual, well look like suckers of um, an octopus, are, are are proud of the of the of the pipe. Uh, finished. I,
0: I would imagine that that's not a uh, fast process to do.
4: No, no, they, they, that takes uh, quite a while. So In fact, uh, it's getting quicker because i made. I must have made about a hundred now over. Five six years, and uh, it's getting quicker because you know what you do when you make the first one. It seems to go on for weeks, (laughs) (laughs) putting it down and thinking.
0: Yeah. Uh, Price range: What do your pipes start out at price wise?
4: Um, right for the uh, the Regals. Price increase, I can't find a price list. There we go. For the uh the Regal rocks cut, it, come uh, in at hundred and ten pounds. You'll have to do the conversion for me, it's roughly times one point six.
0: Yeah, hundred and ten pounds, hundred and eighty dollars is uh, is a fair is a fair estimate.
4: Yep, rockscut Premier's at hundred and thirty pound times one point six
0: again. Yeah, we don't need that math. We but we know that when we see you at the uh, at the Chicago Pipe Show or we see you at the Columbus Pipe Show, we know that there's uh, always a bunch of pipes and they're uh, not outrageously priced for the amount of hand work that's done on them. That's correct, yeah. Ian, we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. Everybody gets them and there's no right answer, no wrong answer. So here we go. Are you ready? Okay. What is your favourite pipe?
4: Oh, um, one of my own. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a very, very tall chimney that uh, I made and it wasn't collected. And then Trina said, Do you smoke it? So I smoked it and I did. <laughs> one of my favourite pipes.
0: What's your favourite tobacco?
4: Samuel Goweth, uh, full Virginia.
0: So there, there's a hearty man. Uh, <laughs> what is your? I do like. F- I'm sorry. I do like
4: to do light flake. Well. I do like to do light flake as well.
0: And you have to, and you have to smoke the hometown favorite. So, yes, of course. Uh, what is your favorite drink? Oh, uh, beer, as opposed to
4: wine. Good English beer.
0: Uh, is there a is there a brand in particular of English beer that you like more than?
4: I like to try lots of different ones. I'm, I'm very. I see something unusual. We'll try that. So, now. Yeah, different, different English beers.
0: And when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music?
4: Uh, probably a movie.
0: And it must be a James Bond
4: movie. <laughs> well, to two favorites. Just last night, we watched Kelly's Heroes again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, do you have a particularly favorite pipe-smoking-related memory?
4: Pipe-smoking-related memory. Wow. Uh, Not off the top of my head, I do apologize. Uh, I
0: I know there's been so many over the years, but I would imagine... Yeah,
4: it's ten minutes minutes off his phone calls finished. After this interview's finished, I think about five or six, but just put on the spot like that now, no, I can't think of any. Uh,
0: on a nice yeah. day, do you have a, a little deck that you can sit outside and smoke your pipe at the end of the day on the on the boat?
4: Absolutely. We have a table of chairs on the towpath where the land, where the boat is moored, and uh, I even sit out there in the daytime and it's nice rusticating pipes. Ah. Uh.
0: Now I want to come over and visit. Anyway. I'll see you I'll see you over here in the colonies sometime when you hop across the pond. I shall see you
4: in five weeks.
0: Ian, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Make sure and check out his website. Okay, thank you, Brian. We'll be back in just a minute.
6: The year was eighteen forty nine. Zachary Taylor was sworn in as the 12th president of the United States. The U.S. flag remained fixed at 30 stars. Edgar Allan Poe was found dead in Baltimore. Congressman Abraham Lincoln patented a buoying device, the only patent ever filed by a future president. William Bond was the first person to photograph the moon through a telescope. And gold was discovered in far-off California. And in that same year, also in California, Henry Sutliff founded his small tobacco company in San Francisco. Founded on the principles of giving the public superior tobacco products for those with very discriminating tastes. Now, 165 years later, that tradition continues. Sutliff Tobacco Company has been setting the standard for pipe tobacco ever since. Take a quiz on our website to have the perfect blend suggestion for your tastes. Or just browse around to explore all of the wide variety of fine products America's oldest pipe tobacco company has to offer. Lots of things have changed since 1849, but Sutliff Tobacco Company's commitment to making the finest pipe tobacco on Earth has not. Visit sutliff-tobacco.com for information on where you can find all of your favorite blends, from the sweetest aromatics to the richest English mixtures.
0: Welcome back. Uh, Ian's website is www.northernbriers.co.uk. Make sure and check out northernbriers.co.uk for some great pipes. All right, uh, for music tonight. Hey, last Friday got a chance to see Dom Flemons perform in person. Yeah, he was doing a show about an hour from here, so. We all hopped in the car and went over to go see him perform, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was an up-close and intimate and personal little performance that he did. And this song that we're going to do is called Why Don't You Do Right. It is uh, from the 2010 album that he did with the Carolina Chocolate Drops that also won him the uh, Grammy Award, which we got to see because they had it on display there. So listen to this. Hope you enjoy it.
7: Play. Mother man
0: Uh, dom flemins back with the carolina chocolate drops the albums from 2010 when they won the best folk grammy award the album title genuine negro jig so check that out you've got some mail in the mailbag real quick let me tell you a little bit about a little bit about the taa the tobacconist association of america and the trip down to the dominican republic for it Um, Again, it's a group of about 75 to 80 of the most, uh, 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 the premier cigar shops in the United States. Some of them pipe and cigar shops. And about 30 to 35 different manufacturers. So we were all at the Casa de Campo Resort in uh, La Romana. And, uh, it's a nice older resort based around a, uh, couple of golf courses, not a golfer. So as I called it, that was that park stuff that I had to drive by to get to the beach. But anyway, uh, the, the day basically went with a, uh, cocktail reception and dinner each night. And then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, there were uh, Monday and Tuesday meetings for half the days and, uh, some, informational stuff some motivational stuff some sharing some group buying went on during the meetings and then on Wednesday was a day-long mini trade show Uh, one of the things one of the events that I did miss out on that I wanted to go to but couldn't get to it was uh, sponsored by Altatus they did a comparison of a Dominican a Honduran and a Cuban rum compared to a Dominican and a Honduran and a Cuban Monte Cristo cigar. Would have loved to have done that, but uh, couldn't. Anyway, it was nice to be able to spend some time and catch up with some retailers that I hadn't seen in a while, talk to some of the other manufacturers in the cigar side. You know, what I did determine was there was maybe one or two cigars that were really uh, to my tasting. The rest of the cigars all kind of taste the same, and I really wanted my pipe most of the time however at some of the dinners because it was put on by a cigar company i felt like i should at least smoke their cigars especially since they were free um anyway we uh, i did get a chance to hit the beach for a couple hours on monday and tuesday so that was it for my free time it was maybe uh, two hours twice on the beach down there other than that tied up doing uh, doing stuff with everybody else uh dinner's all very scenic places all around, uh, all around the Casa de Campo Resort. Alright, in the traditional mailbag, John Seiler writes, Hello Brian, out of the country. I hope you're having a good time. I like to smoke nightly in my den library ham radio station. Uh, John, if I remember right, that's also your, uh, your uh, music studio. Uh, I also enjoy smoking at monthly meetings of the two pipe clubs that I attend. Uh, Arno is a pipe person that I do not know. It is nice to hear from pipe people from other countries. Yeah, Wow, German-made Dunhill pipe tobacco. Uh, I smoked the Manil Samoa tobacco and was not impressed, but then I like Virginia's. Nice interview. B.B. Uh, B. King's music is always good with a pipe. I'm glad to see that the JDRF fundraising is doing so well by all the good pipe people. Great show. Safe travels. Have fun. Yeah, we'll see how the travels go tomorrow too. Uh, let's see. Casey Ghost, who uh, actually was the one who pointed me towards Arno, said, "I'm fortunate to I'm fortunate enough to have a smoking room in the house. So whether it is a cigar or a pipe, I have a place to do it, and it is a twenty four seven operation. I love a smoke at our local tobacconist, Cigar and Tobacco, Overland Park, Kansas." Uh two other places I really enjoy are the smoking tents at the KC Pipe Show and the Chicago Pipe Show. Uh he goes on to write I think the world of Arno and what he brings to the pipe community. The KC Pipe Club has published a number of his blog entries which you can find at uh, dutchpipesmoker.wordpress.com. Unfortunately, this section of Pipes Magazine does not let you insert pictures. I'll put it in the regular form, but it is also, but it is a photo of Arno at the American Cemetery in uh, Colville-sur-Mer, in France, I believe. Uh, the photo tells you all you need to know about the man. My props to you, Brian, for the respectful manner in which you conducted the interview. Your professionalism and respect to Arno was greatly appreciated. I made a very nice purchase in the JDRF pipe stud auction room. A nice 20-year-old tin of Christmas cheer, which will be made available for, the, uh, for smoking at the KC Pipe Show vintage tobacco table. Good number by B.B. Uh, King. Yeah, Dan, I want to thank you for uh, pointing me towards Arno. Arno is a uh, truly wonderful guy and, a, uh, and really a class act. Um, talking about class acts, let me talk about the actual mail instead of the virtual mail that we were just chatting about there. Well, I lied. We're going to go back to a couple other things, because uh, Ian Walker did email me, and he was right. Shortly after the interview, he did have a uh, favorite uh, favorite smoking experience, and uh, here's what he wrote to me. I uh, enjoyed the interview. When you ask about a pipe experience in the quick-fire round, I told you I'd have one soon as the interview was over. And here it is. Two years ago, we were on holiday, that's vacation for Americans, uh, in the Greek island of Kefalonia. Having not seen another pipe smoker all week, on the last day at a beachside taverna, there was this small elderly local Greek lady, a couple of tables down from us, going through her handbag, and pulls out a pouch and smooth batted tin, lays them on the table like place settings. Out of the tin comes a pipe tool, some folded pipe cleaners, and a lighter, and out on the pou- and out of the pouch, is a group two Dunhill sandblast billiard, of which this little old lady commences to fill and smoke. I did try to communicate, but you think I speak funny. <laughs> anyway, must have been all Greek to him. Uh, so there's a uh, there's a great moment. Uh, one other real uh, real thing in the mail from overseas from Cleanthus uh, Groman. He writes, "Let me express my admiration and eternal gratitude once more." to the service you're providing with your weekly podcast. Uh, as for personal trivia, I was pleasantly surprised to learn during your recent interview with Ethan, with Ethan Brandt that I am not at all the only pipe smoker with a role-playing history. After D&D at age 12, I quickly graduated from Middle-Earth role-playing games to Role Master and Spacemaster, and then was part of the thriving community pushing Shadowrun in Germany in the early 90s ah oh, the good old times gone so long uh then he goes on to suggest that a potential guest that i am definitely going to uh, uh going to look into so thank you very much uh his screen name is uh K A K I S a short name for my rare first name coming from Cleanthakis little clean this. <laughs> okay, cool. One of these days I hope when I get over there I get to get to hang out with some of these folks. All right, in the uh, in the real virtual mail. Oh, never mind one more thing. See how out of it I am? Uh, this getting up, this having to get up early tomorrow morning is really killing me. Uh Jeff from New Jersey, you know who you are. Please, please email me a uh, mailing address for you. Uh Jeff Guest on the music from two weeks ago, and he said the the music is from Epcot. That was the closest of it. I had several Disney references, but uh, Jeff, you nailed it. That was music from the uh, Met. It's an entry the entranceway medley theme that they play right at the turnstiles of Epcot Center. All right, now finally on to the actual virtual real mail, not virtual but real. Uh, so. Thursday night, I get home late from uh, the Dominican Republic, uh, and there's a box from Steve Fallon. And inside the box is a note, and here's what the note says. Uh, Brian, the gentleman who bought this pipe, Jason Blamiris, I hope I didn't terrorize your name. Uh, Jason's from the UK. uh, Paid quickly, and then asked me to return the pipe to you. He said it belonged in your collection and to give his regards to both you and Samantha. Uh, Jason bought the Walt Disney World pipe that I donated to the JDRF, paid for it, and wanted it to stay in my collection. So not only am I uh, smoking it tonight for the show, but uh, it's going to take the trip. It's going with me to Disney World. Jason, thank you very much. Thank you for your thoughts and uh, hey, it's gonna go down to Disney World and I'm not allowed to smoke in front of the kids, but somewhere somehow I'm gonna sneak in a couple of bowls during the during the trip down there and that pipe's coming with me. Uh, speaking of JDRF auctions, it looks like we are about fifteen hundred and fifty dollars in. We uh, hit twenty three hundred dollars last year. If you want to make a direct donation, any amount is wonderful there's a link right on the show page to do that uh or you can check out my facebook page and i'll keep posting links we can uh, continue taking money for as uh i believe until the first week in may anyway i sure would love to exceed that 2300 dollars from last year and don't forget the auctions that are ending this saturday on uh steve fallon's pipe stud ebay store all right that's enough rambling rant time coming up next.
2: Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? 4 stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from 4Noggins.com. is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. 4 for all of your pipes and tobacco needs.
1: The Carolinas and the tobacco tradition have been woven together generation after generation. From the Blue Ridge Mountains to the coastal low country. it's an integral part of our culture and heritage, building our beautiful tapestry. Cornell and Deal is proud to blend our pipe tobaccos in the Carolinas. Our history with tobacco dates back to the mid-1800s, and in that time we've perfected a variety of blends. The Carolinas have given us the perfect backdrop to do just that. Whether you're a fan of the rich Virginias, bold Latakias, spicy Periques, or unique aromatics, we've got a tobacco that's just right for your discerning taste buds. At Cornell and Deal, we live all things pipe tobacco. Blending it, smoking it, and enjoying the company of those who share our excitement. Tobacco, it's what we do. Stop by Cornell and com. This is Internet Radio. Cowboy. Cowboy.
0: You know what question I get often that bothers me a lot? Do you ever get tired of all the travel? Well, yes, I get tired of all the travel. Why would you ask me that? Do I get tired of all the travel? Yeah, because I'm going to garden spots all over the place, you know, and I'm doing all these weekend trips. Do I ever get tired of the travel? Yes, I get tired of the travel. Do I uh, Do I need to eat? Does my family want food? Yes, they do. So I do the travel. I'm regularly asked by people that don't travel a lot, Do you ever get tired of the travel? No, I get tired of the questions about travel. Uh, Then the other question that I get is, Oh, all that traveling you do, that must be so wonderful. Well, no, it's not all wonderful. A lot of it is just pretty much an airplane to a hotel, to a meeting or to visiting some stores and working with a sales rep. Or visiting with an account and then back to a hotel and then back to an airplane how exciting is that I mean occasionally yes I do get to go to places like the Dominican Republic but I want you to listen over four nights that I was there I literally had two afternoons of two hours each of my own personal free time the rest of that time was taken up being around customers and you cannot act the way you really want to during that time and even at the dinners, you can't just do what you want to do. By the end of the fourth night of formal dinners, sitting around and having drinks and all this, the next night when I got when I got home, all I really wanted to do was to lay down on the couch, watch TV, and have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I was perfectly fine with that. So, how do I do all this travel? I do it because I have to. Some of it I really look forward to, but don't tell anybody. But I do it because I have to. It's part of the job and it works out. Do I ever get tired of it? Yes. Yes. The idea of going on vacation and getting on an airplane and going somewhere doesn't do a lot for me until I actually get there. All right. Hey, speaking of travel, uh, yeah, I'm off to Disney World in, uh, six, less than six hours. Well, I'm up in less than six hours. And then the week after that, I'll be off to Chicago for the big Chicagoland Pipe and Tabacchiana show. Hope to see you all there. Remember, check out the JDRF auctions that are going on on eBay, on the Pipe Studs eBay store, and on his own website. If you want to donate directly, there's a link right down below on the show page that will direct you right to my daughter's walk page. I sure do appreciate all of it. And I appreciate Ian for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company. And for a change, we'll see you real
1: soon.
6: We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon. Drive carefully on your way home. Good night.
7: Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah! Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy?
0: Huh? Oh. Now, now it's
1: time, time to, to say goodnight to all our company. Our company.
7: Oh, no, no, that, no, no, no.
6: M I C. See you real soon. It's always Mickey Mouse. K E Y. Why? Because Because we we like like you. Getting home. Bye bye. <laughs>